I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to a new episode of Phillies Today, a Phillies podcast for Sports Radio 94 WIP. My name is Francisco Rojas. Uh, happy Martin Luther King Day to everyone. Um, a very important holiday to uh, you know to to help remember you know one of the greatest figures in you know our country's history and really the world's history in Martin Luther King Jr. Um, we all remember his "I Have a Dream" speech. You can find it on YouTube. You can find it online. Um, I would encourage everybody to you know rewatch that. You've already seen it, which probably 99% of us have already seen. But if you haven't, go make sure you watch that for the first time. One of the best speeches uh, in, you know, American and world history. So happy Martin Luther King Day to everybody out there. And happy International Signing uh, Day uh, to every baseball fan and everybody out there as well. So pretty much what I got for you today, we'll update you on some arbitration uh Deals that happened within the last couple of days for the fight in Phils, who they also didn't sign. There was one player they didn't sign. We'll get into that. We'll get into updating you on the international signing free agency uh, for the Phils, who they signed and who they're expected to sign. And then we'll continue what to expect from a Philadelphia Philly in 2024. Today, we will continue with a position player since we did a pitcher last time. So that'll be today. And then that's pretty much it. Maybe get you updated around Major League Baseball, some things that happened. And that's pretty much it. So for today, uh, let's update you on a little bit of the offseason stuff. Arbitration. So the Philadelphia Phillies agreed to terms with Ranger Suarez, $5.05 million for 2024. Also agreed uh, to $5 million for Gregory Soto, one of the Phillies' newer closers. Um Jeff Hoffman as well, $2.2 million, arguably the best Phillies reliever last season. And also Edmundo Sosa at $1.7 million, like all of these deals, uh, considering what each player, I think, is worth. Edmundo Sosa there, a utility bat off the bench. Um, so Edmundo Sosa at $1.7 million. Phillies did not agree to terms with Alec Bohm. He filed for $4 million. The Phillies countered at $3.4 mil, so a $600,000 difference there. You know something's eventually going to get done here uh, before it needs to get done. So Alec Bohm will be a, be a uh, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll get something done. They'll get something done there, but that's the only player that did not, uh, they did not agree to terms with was Alec Bohm. Again, he filed for $4 million while the Phillies countered at $3.4 mil. So there you go with that. International signing. 
uh, for free agency. So the Phillies were uh, expected to sign 17-year-old prospect uh, Jalvin Arias. I don't know if the J is silent. I would Maybe it is, but I'm going to go with what I read online. So I think it's Jalvin Arias. Um, and they just signed him recently. Just signed him. He's a 17-year-old prospect. He's six foot three, 210 pounds. I'm just I'm really reading what I've read uh, in MLB.com's article, um, and that was by uh, Jesse Sanchez in MLB. He's the one who reported, uh, or no, excuse me, that was not that. That was I just want to make sure I give the proper credit here. Um, it was Jesse Boric and uh, Jesus Cano. Uh, they were the ones who. Uh, Broke the news here for MLB Pipeline um, with the Phillies signing uh, the 17-year-old Dominican prospect. So again, so uh, Dalvin Arias, um, 6'3", 210, long limbs. This is the pretty much the tail of the tape. Explosive uppercut swing, gap-to-gap pop. Um, he's a, the right-handed throwing outfielder. He displays smooth defensive actions and has a long arm swing with solid extension, making up for what is likely average arm strength. So there, you, there's what you get uh, on the defensive side. So exciting! Hopefully he can pan out to be he can pan out to be something. So six three two ten, you know, um, big guy, big guy. So pretty exciting. So there you go, uh, Phil signed seventeen year old prospect Jalvin Arias. They're also expected to sign um, today catcher Cesar Mujica from Venezuela. He is the number 58 internationals prospect. Um, pitcher Julio Polanco Jr., he's from the Dominican Republic. Catcher Anderson Nava, he's from Venezuela. And he's also MLB.com's, uh, he's a pick for a potential breakout prospect. As well as outfielder Winifer Castillo, he's also from the Dominican Republic. Um, and then lastly, catcher Yadimir Fuentes from Cuba. And anytime you see the name Yadier, or Yadimir, sorry, I, I, I didn't even get it right. I'm just looking at it there. I'm looking there thinking it's Yadier. But it's not. It's Yadimir Fuentes. Uh, close enough. So either way, those are who the Phillies are also expected to sign uh, with International Signing Day starting today. So be on the lookout there for who the Phillies uh, also may sign. But, you know, um, you know, some of these guys are hit or miss. Sometimes they don't actually really sign for years or months, years. Um, So, but you never know. You never know what some of these guys can turn out to be. So there you go. Jalvin Arias, the 17-year-old prospect that the Phillies signed, as well as all all those guys I named there who the Phillies are expected to sign. So let's get into what to expect from a Philadelphia Philly in 2024. Make sure you check out every single episode, as well as Justin Morgenstein and Ben Kenny. They also do a great job for the the podcast channel. And you can listen to us on Spotify uh, and Apple Podcasts. So make sure you're tuned in to them as well. They do phenomenal episodes, um, you know, doing a, uh, a platoon effort every week as we do. We give you four episodes, I believe, per week. So make sure you tune in there. Um, the last episode I did, Orion Kirkering. So if you want to hear what I expect from Orion Kirkering um, in 2024, go make sure you check out the, the last episode that I did. You can check that out in the description, but also make sure you listen to Justin, Ben, as well, on your way to that. 
So Ryan Kirkring, the last one. And so, you know, I, I'm Kyle Schwarber. He's the next position player that I want to look at here. Kyle Schwarber. So in 2023, he hit 47 homers. That was good for second in Major League Baseball. 104 ribbies, 108 runs scored. His 215 strikeouts, unfortunately, led Major League Baseball. But also, on the flip side, his 126 base on balls, second in Major League Baseball. Uh, Slash line, 197, 343, 474, but good for an 817 OPS. Um, So his OPS, pretty damn good there. Um, You might look at the strikeouts. You might look... Um, yeah, but look at the strikeouts and the batting average and you say, well, he sucks, but no, 817 OPS, OPS, it's good for like around a 120 uh, OPS plus. So pretty good, pretty good. If you ask me, Kyle Schwarber, um, still had a pretty good season for the Phils and was really good in the postseason as well, especially in the NLCS, maybe not in the last game or two, but overall the numbers he was putting up, uh, I think he had five homers in like the first five games. Uh, pretty good. Pretty good. So Kyle Schwarber, for the most part, offensively really good um, in the postseason. Had some mediocre uh, wild card and DS uh, numbers, but CS, very, very good. So what should we expect out of Kyle Schwarber in 2024? I- I'm thinking more of the same. I don't know about you guys, but I'm thinking more of the same. Uh, I know we don't love the batting average. We don't love the strikeouts. You know, it was kind of that deal of Ryan Howard. You know, but Ryan Howard was a cleanup hitter, so you're like, oh, we'll just take the strikeouts for what they're worth. Um, And, you know, the batting average isn't fun to look at. Like, Kyle Schwarber had a batting average under 200 this year, but that doesn't mean he's a bad hitter. doesn't mean that he is a bad hitter. He still gives you 47 bombs, and he gives you – all the other numbers there. So just because he has the batting average under 200 this year, I mean, the year before it was 20 points higher at 218, but last year, 197, um, not great. But what Kyle Schwarber was brought here to do was to give you those 40-plus home runs, and he was supposed to give you the walks. Like, that's what he was supposed to do. I would like more contact. I'm not saying that. I definitely would like more contact. Uh, A 197 batting average isn't ideal, but what he gives you at the plate as far as the home runs and the walks, it outweighs the batting average and the strikeouts. Um, you know, so like for me, at the end of the day, still the power and the walks is what Kyle Schwarber was here to do. He doesn't need to give you, I mean, I'll, I'll take 47 homers again. I mean, he led the National League with 46 in 2022. And he was, I believe, second, right, in Major League Baseball behind Matt Olson with 47 this past year. So I'll take 40-plus homers again. I mean, he didn't even hit 40 homers until he got to Philadelphia, um, you know, in 2022. His highest was 38 with Chicago way back in 2019. But, you know, if he if he gives you, I mean, honestly, if Kyle Schwarber gives you 35-plus homers and walks as much as he does, you know, gives you 100-plus walks and gives you a, a good on-base percentage, that's what you want from him. That's what you want. That's what you paid. Um, you know, that's what you gave him the contract for, you know, a couple of seasons ago now. That's what that's what he gave it to him for. So more of the same from Kyle Schwarber. That's really, really what I want. I would like more contact. Would like that batting average to get up a little higher, maybe get up past like 210, 215 at least. 
um, would like that, but uh, happy with what he does at the plate. And also in the field, you kind of take what you take with Kyle Schwarber in the field. I just would like him to not be as bad of a fielder if he could just be a little bit better. I mean, negative 20 DRS this past year, defensive run save, then a negative 19 outs above average, I believe, this past year or somewhere around there. Really bad and the worst of his career and by far one of the worst fielders in baseball, no doubt. If he could improve to be like not one of the worst outfielders in baseball, if he could just be bad but not that bad, you know, I, I would I would like that from Kyle Schwarber. So if he could just be a little bit slightly better in the field, Kyle Schwarber, I would appreciate that. Um, and his baseball reference projections and what I've talked about here, what I expect from him in 2024, I would be happy with. So his baseball reference projections, according uh, to the website from this year, um, 94 runs scored, uh, 40 homers, 90 walks, a 223 average, 340 on base, 498 slug, and an 838 OPS. I would love that. Th- these numbers I was just talking about, I would definitely, I would like that. I said 35 plus homers, 40 home runs. I know I said 100 walks, but 90 walks along with a 340 on base, that's good, especially him being the leadoff hitter. I'm fine with that. Look, they the the offense is good with him at the leadoff, leadoff spot. People don't love the batting average thing, but he gets on base. He gives you the 340 on base percentage. Um, you know, maybe, maybe Trey Turner, I, I still wouldn't mind to see him at the leadoff position in the future just for what he could offer if he's, you know, being more consistent this year, but... I still like Schwarber at the leadoff position. Again, I still don't mind him at the leadoff position. You know, old-timers want him to be in the cleanup, and that's fine too. But I'm fine with him at the leadoff position. Again, that's another thing. That's something that we've, you know, that's what Phillies fans have been talking about for the last couple of years. Should he be the leadoff hitter? Should he not? It's like either on the one side or the other. Like, I'm kind of in the middle, to be honest, with Kyle Schwarber. Uh, at the leadoff position, but they went with him at the leadoff position. Uh, they didn't lose last year because Kyle Schwarber was in the leadoff position. They didn't lose. They lost because the bats went cold in the NLCS in the last couple of games. That's why they lost. Um, so Kyle Schwarber, again, fine with him in the leadoff position, putting up those type of numbers. Okay. So that's what to expect from Kyle Schwarber in 2024. I want to know from you guys out there. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Rojas underscore media underscore. Follow me, tweet me, let me know what you think of Kyle Schwarber. Should he be this team's uh, leadoff hitter? Should what what kind of a season are you expecting from him in general? Do you want him to cut down on the strikeouts? Uh, do you want to see him make contact with the ball more? But could that prohibit his ability to get more walks? Could that? prohibit his ability to, to hit more home runs. I don't know. I'm just saying. I'm just asking a question out there. What What's your expectations of Kyle Schwarber in 2024? I want to know from you guys out there on Twitter, at Rojas underscore media underscore. Around Major League Baseball. So, I mean, not a whole lot happening. No Blake Snell signing a contract. No Jordan Montgomery. No Josh Hader. Nothing like that. But Marcus Stroman. Former New York Met, now former Chicago Cub, and former Toronto Blue Jay. Marcus Stroman signs two years, $37 million, with a third-year vesting option with the New York Yankees. So the Yankees do get 
uh, a pitcher to pair there with Garrett Cole in that rotation. Yankees need a little bit of, uh, you know, I think they they definitely need that going into this season, especially, you know, after signing Soto, like they, they need some pitching, especially starting pitching. It's a big deal for them. So there you go. Marcus Stroman, two years, 37 mil, third year vesting option with the Bronx Bombers. New York Mets, they've signed 16-year-old outfielder Vladdy Miguel Guerrero. That name might sound familiar. That's because it is. Son of Vladimir Guerrero and brother, I think he's half-brother technically, of Vlad Guerrero Jr. So the Mets get uh, a kid that has some uh, family ties there. Um, and we've seen it with Vlad Guerrero Jr., what he's done with the Blue Jays so far in his career. Pretty incredible hitter. So there you go. The rival New York Mets signing 16-year-old outfielder Vladdy Miguel Guerrero. Um, Also, Blue Jays, I mentioned the Blue Jays there, quietly monitoring Blake Snell. Again, not like huge news, but, you know, keeping you updated on some of the bigger name free agents. Blake Snell winning his second Cy Young Award last season uh, with the San Diego Padres. Um, so the Blue Jays are reportedly quietly monitoring Blake Snell. It seems like teams are just waiting for his asking price to go down. They're just waiting because they don't think he's worth the money that him and his agent are asking for. So Blue Jays quietly monitoring Blake Snell with recent reports there. Um, and some international prospect uh, news as the top 50 prospects. I'll give you just like five to ten of the, the top, you know, top five to ten. Leo DeVries, uh, shortstop uh, from the Dominican Republic, signed with the Padres, $4.2 million. Paulino Santana, outfielder from the Dominican Republic, signed with the Rangers for $1.3 million. Jose Perdomo, shortstop from Venezuela, uh, signs with the Braves, $5 million. Fernando Cruz, shortstop from Dominican Republic, signed with the Cubs for $4 million. And Adolfo Sanchez, outfielder from the Dominican Republic, signed with the Reds for $2.7 million. So those are... Uh, the top five prospects and where which teams they went to international, excuse me, uh, prospects and where they went to. Uh, next, Trey Turner ranked fifth in MLB Network's top ten shortstops. Be curious to know what you guys think there. Do you think Trey was ranked too low, ranked too high, or was he ranked perfectly? Honestly, that with him having, even though his numbers actually ended up being pretty good, uh, you know, with him having a pretty bad first half of the season. I, I, I'm not surprised, and I'm not I'm totally upset at his ranking in the top 10. Definitely understand Corey Seager being number one. Does Lindor get a little too high there? Maybe, maybe not. Bogarts, I'm okay with that. Dansby Swanson, I probably rank Trey a little above Dansby Swanson, so maybe you know, Dansby at four a little too high. But Dansby was incredible defensively last year for the Cubs. Um, and then it's Bo Bichette, number six, Carlos Correa, number seven, Willie Adamas, eight, Bobby Witt Jr., number nine, and number 10, J.P. Crawford. So Trey Turner finishing fifth after he finished first last year for MLB Network's top 10 shortstops. Hopefully Trey can get right back up there in you know the top three uh, where he should belong because he's still in his prime. So Trey Turner finished fifth in MLB Network's top 10 shortstops. This day in Philly's history, not a whole lot to talk about here, but happened on this day in 1913, always brought to you by BroadandPatterson.com. They're the ones that give the information for, for me to uh, tell you guys about. So 1913, the group headed by William Locke seals their purchase of the Phillies and elects him president of the club. 
Purchase price was reported to be $300,000. Locke was the secretary of the Pittsburgh club and a former newspaper sports editor. His uncle, former New York police commissioner William Baker, was included as an investor and director. Phillies transactions on this day. 1973, released John Bateman. 2002, they signed free agent Terry Adams. Uh, a year later, they signed free agent Tyler Houston. A year after that, 2004, they signed free agent A.J. Hinch, now manager of the Detroit Tigers. 2007, claimed Greg Dobbs of waivers, um, off waivers from the Seattle Mariners. Greg Dobbs, an important piece off the bench uh, for the Philadelphia Phillies in 2008 when they won the World Series. So Greg Dobbs, um, 07, claimed Greg Dobbs off waivers from Seattle. Born in the state, only got a couple of names for you. 1937, Bob Sadowski, and 1973, Wayne Gomes. So that's this day in Phillies history for January 15th. Um, so to close out the show here, pretty much, uh, you know, and still, you know, not the new year, but you get it. It's you know, only a couple of weeks in to 2024. You know, this being the second full year that I'm going to, you know, this is the first off season I've done for Phillies today, but heading into season number two that I'm doing this podcast, I would love to get your thoughts out there, what you want to hear from either myself, Justin Morgenstein, or Ben Kenny, uh, who will be doing the podcast uh, this year. I would love to know from you guys, what do you like about the podcast? Maybe what do you not like about the podcast and you would like us to improve upon? I would love to hear from you guys. Like what, what segments would you like to hear that haven't been done? Like, you know, I've tried to implement a few here during the offseason, and I wasn't really able to do them, you know, during the regular season because we have so much to talk about, you know, with baseball being every day, you know, throughout the season. But I would love to hear from you guys. What what segments do you want to hear? What ideas would you like would, would you like to give to the show? I would love to hear that. I would love to hear that uh, from you guys out there. We're always, you know, trying to get better here at WIP, uh, no matter what we're doing. And we're all trying to get better. So I would love to hear from you guys what your thoughts are, um, segments, ideas, uh, what things you want to remain the same, what things you want to hear bring back again this year, uh, segments, whatever it may be. I want to hear that from you guys. Twitter at Rojas underscore media underscore tag me, tag WIP on Twitter. Uh, make sure you know, tag both of us. You know, Let us know what your thoughts are on the show. Maybe some more segments for the offseason here before we get to the regular season. Anything that you want to hear uh, us talk about and, you know, in general. But I want, I want to hear it. I want to hear from you guys what I because I'm all about you guys, all about the audience. That's what we're all about here is the audience. We want to, you know, cater to you guys because because what you want to hear. We're 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 here for you. So let us know again. Twitter at Rojas underscore media underscore. Follow me. Um, and we'll talk baseball. We'll talk whatever it may be. So that's going to do it for me today. Talk to you guys on Thursday. Make sure you're staying tuned for Justin Morgenstein and Ben Kenny. Talk to you guys later. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. 
Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.